What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to another episode of the Three on the Tree podcast. I am Davis. I am here with Casey and Ian. Casey's actually back home, aren't you? Or are you? Are you still yeah, out I'm at right home now? this week? Yeah, look at you. Everyone's home. Everyone's doing wow. good. Ian's uh, Ian's nestled in his bed, having a good time. I'm uh, drinking bourbon as usual. So uh, everything is right in the world. Up to the, everybody's up to their old tricks. Yeah, and and when I say right in the world, I mean most of the shit's not right in the world. But we're gonna bypass that, and uh, and keep moving on because uh, there's a serious topic that we need to talk about, which is Casey's butt. My butt? Yeah. Anything in particular about it, or just in general? <laughs> I think, I think just in general. I I do have some bug bites that just won't go away. Okay, those aren't bug bites. I, I keep scratching them open, and then I just prolong the healing process by like a week. Those are by... called STDs, my friend. Yeah, are they, are they on your hog? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they're like on the edge of my crack. You got a, you got a Bumpy Johnson? Oh my god. <laughs> or, or was the last person near your crack, did they have a Bumpy Johnson? <laughs> they said it was just razor burn. <laughs> no uh, um for some reason okay i think i'm getting bit at night sometimes while i'm sleeping and i don't know if it's here or at a hotel it could be either one Bed probably bugs. hotel yeah but they uh they go right for the juicy parts they just <laughs> they just chew on my butt that's okay all right <laughs> But yeah, um, I, I actually wouldn't mind if a friend took a look at these. So, since we got the webcams on, you guys think you can? Do <laughs> you have a wife for? Yeah, yeah. Give, her, give her your professional opinion. Yeah, you uh, you go ahead and flash that bad boy at April first, and we'll uh, we'll see what she has to say about it. Would you, would you bend over and show her, or would you get on your back and just spread your legs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like, like I have to slightly bend over to expose them. But uh, is it more like top crack or bottom crack? It's like right in the middle. It's like they hit the uh, the y axis. So it's a <laughs> hole. Yeah. No, 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 it's not in the hole. It's it's on it's on my butt cheek, but like kind of crack side, and yeah, like right in the middle. Like right at the T, not really a T. You know what I'm saying? They're north of the hole. Okay, it's not hole region. <laughs> I I really have no idea why I started out this subject. Here's a question. But I'm super glad I did because it turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> All right, here's a question. Yeah, I want an honest response. From, has, from has anyone ever seen your butt hole? You see my own my own butthole? No, no, no. Has anybody else? I'm sure you've uh Yeah. You've I'm gone sure into a yoga has. pose to, to, to take a look, but I am yeah, I'm sure someone's seen my butthole. Yeah. Like on accident or just like just like you casually 
Just show them. Just casually show them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check this out. No, okay. See, Look what I got. If anybody's going to see my butthole, it's going to be on purpose because they're just... Because you got like a mile of cheek going on. You need like a come along, <laughs> yeah. a set of pulleys to uh, to crack the uh, the loaf. You, you need a speculum to like <laughs> forge the peach sea. What's those? Uh, when I used to clean the gynecologist's office, they had like those clamps, like stretch you out. They're like uh, clockwork orange, except for your your vag. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what I just said. A speculum. That's or what that's called. Cheeks. Yeah. Speculum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, that was know. an underwhelming answer. I was expecting yeah. a no or, well, it's a funny story. <laughs> oh, no, because, I mean, uh, I think, you know, at least in my situation, I've had sex before. And then I generally do that. What is she that. doing back there? Why is she behind you? What? I, I don't understand. There's there's other things besides missionary. <laughs> no. Nothing involving the chick being... No, blind. she's not back there eye to eye. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, when you stand up or something like that, like, I don't... I don't... Just pull it through the dick hole in my underwear, you know? So... So what? You were... You were in a 69 type position, you were on top, and you just sat up in the middle of it like the doorbell rang. <laughs> oh my god. Got your nose. No, I don't know. I'm I'm just assuming that it's probably been seen. I I'm not I'm not gonna go through uh you know everyone I've ever met and and ask. I'm just you know assuming that it probably has been seen. It's my life goal to just compare with people. <laughs> just compare bottles. Yeah. Do you feel like you could pick yours out of a lineup? No. No, because I don't really look at my own bottle. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen mine. <laughs> take a picture. Take a that, picture of yours that, and post it up on the site. <laughs> That's going to be the call to action this week on the podcast post. Is like, all right, everyone, present your buttholes. Let's see those holes. <laughs> oh. right, I can only imagine that would just be a bunch of dude buttholes. Yeah. Yeah. Stinky Star City. So, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Always... not going to be our call to action this week. Actually, <laughs> shit always turns into farts, shit, and buttholes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, buttholes. It's a new fad. Yeah, well, um, it's only going to get worse because one of these days, it, not this episode. But an episode in the future, we're going to have a, a, a 3OT special where I share my most epic poop stories. And it's going to take some... I'm going to have to really think on it in order to whittle them down. Yeah, it's going to be a four-hour podcast, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to have an intermission in the middle. 
Yeah, it'll be like hardcore history of Casey's shit his pants stories. <laughs> I, hopefully, we can get Dan Carlin to narrate it. It'd be awesome. <laughs> he looked at the tacos, and he knew <laughs> these were not the sort of tacos you'd get in the states. <laughs> Dan Carlin's got that like magical voice for uh, for radio. He, he could he could talk about any subject and it would be fairly compelling. And he's super smart. Super smart. Speaking of uh, super smart, I, I know I've mentioned this uh, in a few different podcasts, but over the past couple days, I've been stuck in this uh, John Oliver loop. Like I I've watched probably like twenty of his videos from uh, last week tonight. And they're great. Oh, they're on, so great. You watch them on HBO? No, no. Um, like the, his his big editorials he puts on, on YouTube. So they're all like 20 minutes long or so. But yeah, I've been, I've been stuck in a vicious loop watching those. And, entertaining. And, you know, with, uh, with the caveat of saying that, you know, super smart, it could be him or it could be, you know, his writers. Either way. It's very well done, and I, I appreciate it 100% just because it, there's, there's a lot of uh, episodes that I hadn't seen, and as I'm, as I'm rolling back through them, like, there's a lot of interesting things that we've probably touched on before that we could have used that as reference points. Um, I, I just had no idea. So Ian and I probably did. We just didn't, didn't, uh, didn't quote the source. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find you won't find an ad in the footnotes. Yeah, he makes a compelling <laughs> argument on every subject he talks about. Yeah, yeah. He, it seems like they do a really good job. the The only thing that I'm ever kind of iffy about, and I mean, like uh, this came up like in the the Trump one and a few different ones, is. Um, some of his references when he talks about people like kind of tripping over their own words and stuff like that, like the references that were made in like the eighties or like early nineties or shit like that. So, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's true because the person said it and it's, it's valid because it's real, but you know, to say that one person can't change their mind in 20, 30 years is, uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of cherry picking comments. Well, yeah, and that's ridiculous. Because if you haven't changed your mind in thirty years, you're a fucking robot. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's hundred percent. And your your mind is closed. I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, he did it a couple times, or I think I think just once with the. Uh, with the Trump one, and then just on occasion, because he does cite all of his references, they're they're just older older references, and that that's on occasion. It's it's not all the time, but just on occasion you'll see one. And it's like from eighty seven. Like holy fuck, that's that's a long ass time ago. You know, it's barely worth mentioning, but it is accurate and it, it's funny and it gets a point across. And he uses it as a as a kind of a building block for like an entire story. You know, he's not, he's not basing his entire argument off of, you know, a 30 year old quote, you know, so I don't know. Uh, I, 
I just I really enjoy it. I'm I'm glad I got stuck in that loop. Just watching the shit out of it. Yeah, he, p- he puts out some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, here's a bit of news for you. Okay, I'm ready. Swingers take over sleepy British village for three-day sex festival. Um, Residents of a sleepy British village were left stunned when 500 swingers rocked up for a three-day sex fest. And basically, this is just a big swingers convention festival in a campground, which... The stinkiest campground ever. (laughs) Anybody's ever spent... You know, like, can't okay, you go camping with your family is one thing, right? You know, everybody's got a tent, and you roast marshmallows and stuff. But if you've ever been to, like, a music festival that took place at a campground, it is a disgusting place by, like, day two. Day two is just riddled with trash. There's mud everywhere. People smell horrible. And uh, this is a three-day orgy fest in this tiny little town in England. It costs 260 bucks to get in, and the exact location is only revealed just two days before the event itself, so it's secret. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And it's like, for a couple to get in, it's it's like 260 For a single man to get in, it's like 258 <laughs> <laughs> And for a single woman to get in, they're like, free. here's yeah. a free hat. It's negative five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the residents of the little town are not impressed by it. They're not very happy about it. That's, that's so, weird. Mostly because yes. of noise. Because of oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, ah, ah. A lot of that going on, I guess. A lot of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. A lot of acapella Led Zeppelin. Or uh, or David Lee Roth. I don't know if I know a David Lee Roth song. Running with the Devil. Nope. Oh my God, Ian, your your shit's all stupid. Cue that up right quick, so <laughs> so Casey can hear it. Uh, let's see. Because I know if you find it on on YouTube, it's gonna Wait. play through your speakers, and we're gonna be able to hear it. Is that Running yeah. with the Devil? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. That's yeah. A- I have you ever heard? At least, have you ever heard the uh, the acapella version of that? Nope. Oh my god! You would be inspirational. <laughs> it like you hear this song and you're like, okay, this sounds like it's from the '80s. I get it. That's cool. That's fine. Um, but then like you listen to the to the acapella version or, or just the uh, just the vocal version. And like you hear all like these weird like battle cries and weird shit that David Lee Roth is doing. You're like, what the fuck? How do you even make that noise with your mouth? Like it's super fucked up. I, I'm definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm gonna fucking do it right now. I'm gonna post that on, uh, on our fucking Facebook page because it is so awesome. This is good as uh. How's it how's it compare to like a little Wayne guitar solo? A what? Did you see that video of Little Wayne doing a guitar solo at one of his concerts? No. He's just walks out with his guitar and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> 
You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it. Oh, yes! Is this it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I live my life like this. No tomorrow. And all I've got, I had to steal. I don't need to beg or borrow. Oh, it's gonna get good. Yes, I'm living at a pace that kills. Like, I can tolerate this. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. He's, he's got a voice right. like a. a cheap guitar pedal. <laughs> yeah. He's got a voice like a dickhead. Well. <laughs> you know, maybe. Oh. But when he dies, we'll we'll canonize him. <laughs> Is that like cannon fodder? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> like the way the way people react when celebrities die nowadays, like especially music celebrities. Like, you have to wonder what's going to happen when some of the really terrible ones that were popular die now. Like, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of an example. I don't know. You know, like, the most obvious one would be Nickelback. But I think that the hatred is high enough for them that that it won't really transfer over. <laughs> but, yeah, like, the guy from Puddle of Mud dies, and it's going to be, like, just page after page of sappy Facebook posts about how important his music was to people while they were growing up and stuff, and you're like, ah, I don't know, guys. Yeah, I beg to differ. <laughs> yeah. Mostly just pissed me off when I heard it, because it sucked. Gavin DeGraw was such an inspirational music musician in my life when I was when I was 14. Is that the guy from Bush? I don't even know. Gavin just... Rosdale. There can only be so many Gavins. There's a lot of them. The lead singer of Dredge, who is really, really good. His name Gavin, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't think anybody's parents name him Gavin. I think they changed their name to Gavin. Okay. Like, no one's dad was like, let's name him Gavin. Or Stefan. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's dad's naming him Stefan, Stefan or Stefan or anything like. There's just certain names that you can't imagine, like two middle-aged people sitting around and going, like, "Yeah, yeah, let's name him that." Speaking of, uh, what is it? Stefan Carpenter, Stephen, Stefan. I don't know. Uh, the guitarist for Deftones, uh, and this is. This is a very, 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 very half-assed segue um, because I wanted to mention this story. Uh, Chino Marino and the Deftones are going to be playing a show live in a volcano. In a volcano? In a volcano. Where? In, uh, I think, Iceland? Are they trying desperately to be uh, relevant? Death clock? 
Uh, no, I think they're just trying to recover from that last turd that they pressed out of their ass. I'm pretty sure that Death Clock played a show in a volcano. I think yeah. it was a, a coffee jingle. Yeah, that, huh. that new Deftone CD is mediocre. You know, I've, I've been a long-time supporter of them, like, since their very first album. I've I've liked them forever. I've stood by like their crap albums, to an extent. Uh, but this album, I couldn't even make it through the whole one. It's couldn't even do it. It's boring. I've always tried to be their fan, but I've always struggled. Well, White Pony made just about everybody a fan. You can't say that you didn't like that one because that was a good album. I like some of it. Yeah. But only kind of. Like I never like. I don't know. There's a couple songs, but for the most part, I wasn't, I don't know, just never super excited to listen to it, I guess. Never really went out of my way. New Thrice CD's good. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Some of their stuff is really, really good. Yeah, I think yeah. they're a solid band. Okay, so I got a, I got a question for you, and, and um, sweet... Sweet Joe, when you listen to this and uh, and we get you on our podcast or I go on your podcast, this is definitely going to come up. Sweet Joe. Sweet Joe, voice sweet, of an sweet angel. Joe. Um, he's from the, the Brothers McCarthy podcast. Um, they're musicians. Uh, we are musicians, maybe, maybe not to their level, not a professional level by any means. Um, but when I was growing up and I was like super, super heavy into music and that's all I did, there was like this era in which, uh, you know, there would be guest vocalists or guest guitarists or uh, that, that's really about it. Uh, sorry, Mike, but no one really cared about a guest bassist. Unless <laughs> uh, well, uh, Les Claypool. That's true. That's true. Or that's it. Or you Getty. Did a great job Getty on Lee. that track, man. You were like close to inaudible. It's like you weren't even there. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Guest basses. <laughs> uh, guest drummer. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Man. Well, I mean, uh, back in the era that I'm talking about, you know, was uh, there was a lot of like big time drummers, like your. Uh, Igor Cavalera and stuff like that. Travis Barker. Who's the yeah. guy that does all the studio stuff? He does a lot of work for people. Uh, oh, shit. He was the dude that was touring Terry, with... Uh, Terry, Bos Terry Bosnia? Bos Bosnia. Bosnia. Bosnia, yeah. Terry Bosnia. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Terry, Good Terry Kosovo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he was a member of Corn for a while, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. At any rate, at any rate. So uh, this is the question that I wanted to talk to the guys on uh, Brothers McCarthy. So I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with you guys. Uh, I'm I'm primarily a guitarist. I've been playing guitar since I was like 13, and if I had to, uh, you know, have a have a guest musician on a song that I made. 
I, I've been trying to like rack my brain on on who that would be, like whether it be like a, a guest vocalist or, or guest guitarist or something like that. And then I started going through, and like there's there's a lot of people that I that I do like some of their shit, and I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. It's a it's a very hard thing to to narrow down. But like uh, for me, I listened to Corn uh, a lot growing up because I played a seven string. It was hard to hard to find other musicians that played seven strings. So indirectly, they taught me a lot of how to use it. So the uh, the guitarist from Corn, it would be it'd be sweet to be in their writing process at some point because they had a they had a very good chemistry. Like they wrote left and right parts very well. Um, uh, same with the guys in Seven Dust, uh, Clint Lowry and John Connolly. They had like a very good, like left and right balance of like rhythm and lead, but it wasn't ever like, you know, one asshole playing like one power chord and then another dude just fucking soloing over it because that's, that's horrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, no, in, in my opinion, in just my trash, opinion. like all rock bands. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Sure, wouldn't be Tom Morello. Oh my god, <laughs> I I hate that douche. That that's gonna be part two of the conversation. Is who do you fucking hate so much? Who wouldn't you have? Who would yeah. you pay not to have in your band? <laughs> right. If, if if I had to choose someone to be in my band as a guest, hundred percent Danny Carey. I don't know who any of these people are. Uh, the, the drummer yeah. for Tool. Yep. Oh, yep. Yep. that guy is amazing. Um, he's good. Uh, Giuseppe, that was originally in uh, Once Nothing, and he moved on to a different band that I never remember. Haste of Day. Yep. 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 Uh, Adam Gray, Matt Griner. They're all just fucking machines. I never pay any attention to drums. Oh my god! It, it's it's some of the funnest things to actually watch because, yeah. like, uh, I was I was uh, showing somebody like uh, Misery Signals drummer, and he's doing like polyrhythms. So every single like every limb is working off a different counting system, and it's it's amazing to like watch what he's doing individually. Like, hey, this my right hand is doing just a four-four because that's your timekeeper. You know, left leg is gonna do this time signature. Right leg is gonna do this time signature. Left arm is gonna do this time signature. And like doing it all individually, you're like, that is horseshit. It sounds stupid. It's never gonna fucking work. And then, uh, like he actually does it, and you're like, how the fuck is he doing four different time signatures at one time? And then. Like he's doing that, and then like adds fills, and I'm like, I don't, I don't fucking get my life. This is, this is stupid. I hate everything. I wonder if that would be useful in any other context. Like, what if he couldn't turn it off, and he <laughs> left the show, and like his legs walk at different rhythms. <laughs> he's just tripping and falling. And everybody's like, man, look at this freaking mongoloid. Just can't even walk. <laughs> but he's a genius at drums. I, I don't think so, but maybe. Maybe I'm not going to count it out. Um, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a, a screenplay about that. It's going to be inspirational. Disney's going to pick it up. Good. 
Uh, it's like that garbage man who could kick field goals really good. <laughs> no, the janitor. Wasn't he a janitor? Garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomenon. It was that douche from uh, whatever, Charles in Charge or whatever his face. Tony Danza. What? Yeah, he was the guy in the movie. Huh. Okay. Hate you, Tony Danza. I have no idea. <laughs> this, that took a weird turn. <laughs> He's on a list of people that I just don't like at all. Fair enough. Him and Diane Keaton. Why don't you guys okay. both just drive a, an old station wagon into a tar pit together? <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so let's jump back a bit. Uh, so drummers, we have those. Uh, guitarists, I, I have my guitarists, which are, are those two guys. Who would you pick as like, uh, you know, give me, give me like two or three singers. Guy from Linkin Park. Can I Chester? A, yeah. Okay. Can I do a guitarist? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Omar Rodriguez from Mars Volta. Okay. I don't know if I've ever listened to and that. And that's that. All right. Fair you pick Chester? Yeah, guy's got a great voice. Oh, voice man. Like I, had you, I had you pegged for Fred Durst. Who's Fred Durst? <laughs> I don't know if I know a single Limp Biscuit song. So, okay, that, that comes up in relevant conversation, though, because Wes Borland, the guitarist for Limp Bizkit, was fucking outstanding. He was another seven-string player, and he was very unconventional. He made, like, a lot of... He did a lot of cool shit, so I, I really liked uh, his guitar work. His, his associations so, were a little to be desired. Yeah, is that kind of like uh, he never put it to good use? He's like a, yeah. a mathematician who's a chronic alcoholic or something like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What are you doing with yourself? So much yeah. potential wasted. Singers, yeah. singers is a hard one. Singers is a hard one um, because there's a lot of a lot of good ones and a lot of a lot of them have different qualities. Like uh, Cameron of American Head Charge. That is. One of the worst bands ever, but that dude has a, a great heavy voice. He has a great singing voice, and his his melodies that he comes up with are they're like every single one of them is a fucking earworm. So like I I like him. I hate him as a human, but what he does as a singer I really like. And then there's you know people like Maynard. It's it's hard to go wrong with him. Um, I'm going with uh, Nina Simone. Okay, that that's another aspect that I thought about because I have I have my whole left side discography, which is you know Nicola Hitchcock and Beth Gibbons and stuff like that. Like where, how do you how do you mix those two? Yeah, Lou Re Lou Rhodes. Yeah, Lou Rhodes, another good one. Um, honestly. Uh, when I was thinking about this, Trent Reznor popped into my head too, because I I think him as like just a, a general maybe producer or uh, just person in the room would have a lot of effect on on what you're what you're playing. The dude from uh, Ten Years has got a great voice too. Yeah, a lot of range. Ten Years. 
Yep, and he's he was quoted as well because uh, I remember after their first like major release, you know, someone gave him the shit about how he sounds like Maynard, and he's like, well, you know, why not sound like the best? I don't know what their fucking problem is. Who's Maynard? Oh, people uh, are always Tool and Perfect Circle and Pussifer, idiot. People oh, are always going to yeah, draw like comparisons. Yeah to people that they like and think that someone's ripping another person off. But let's be honest. If you're writing music, you're ripping someone off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, ripping someone off is uh, a very crass way of saying that you take well, yeah, maybe not. From, because you're I... Inspired. Yeah. In, in my years of uh, playing music, I've never been like, oh, well, if I move everything up one fret, it's not the same, but it is the same. No, it's it's not... That's a ripoff. Whereas, uh, you know, you can definitely take influence from somebody. That's like, I remember back in, um, like, playing metal and stuff like that. You know, people would be like, "Oh, so and so totally stole this breakdown from from this other band." And it's like, it's it's open bar chords. You're arguing yeah. over a rhythm. That's what yeah. you're arguing. Shut up. And you know, another good guitarist would be Jack White. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to enough of his stuff to know. I just like his just, like dude, old you're just giving, uh, sound. Mike, you're just giving Mike uh, fuel for the fire. <laughs> yeah. Why does he hate the White Stripes? Uh, he just he'll just rip on you some more. <laughs> <laughs> take right, notes, so Mike. Take yeah. notes, Mike. You can hate on Nina Simone and Danny Carey and Omar Rodriguez. Suzanne Sunford's got a great voice. Yeah, she does. She's uh, awesome. She definitely does. And a little outside of the uh, genres that we're talking, but um, Allison Krauss has like one of the prettiest voices ever. Well, that's that's how I feel about uh, Nicola Hitchcock, but her voice is very like timid. Like she doesn't she doesn't possess a whole lot of power, but there's like a lot of a lot of range, a lot of trill, and and she controls it nicely. Uh, same with like Sound Mouse. Like I'll I'll listen to anything if Sound Mouse's name is on it. Oh man, I would I would have like ten singers. I want Bill Withers. Yeah. Otis Redding. It it starts to get really tough, like on on who you want to like kick out and who you want to keep. Yeah, Billy Holiday. Yeah, definitely. Oh shit. I'll go with Nina. I'm sticking Fair. with Nina. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hmm. Um, as far as uh, bassists go, you know, yes, there is the the quintessential, um, you know, whatever Les Claypool, uh, Getty Lee stuff like that. Um. But uh, Tools drummer, or I'm sorry, Tools bassist. Super good. Paul DeArmor. I think it was, or... No, Justin Chancellor. Paul DeArmor was the original. Justin Chancellor was the was the replacement. And and even, even their guitarist, Adam Jones, he wrote really good stuff. I, I mean, he still does. I mean, once you learn how to play it, you're like... Wow, that that really wasn't that difficult. 
but the fact that like he he controls it well like he makes something uh that's generally pretty pretty simple he makes it sound amazing he has a he has a good brain yeah it's fitting yeah uh Stephen Carpenter is another one of those people because uh again like growing up Deftones is one of like my big my big bands that I always followed and I I liked I I never was like a huge fan of his tone but the way that he wrote and like his late changes and you know um changing chords on ands as opposed to like uh root timing I mean that it was something that that I took a lot of influence of from so, I don't know. That's another good one. Hmm. Um, I have a hard time coming up with more bassists that I give a shit about. Well, I know who's not going to make that list. Anybody who is or was in Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> Boo. Yeah, Blee. Yeah. <laughs> no one in Red Hot Chili Peppers is making any part of my list except for uh, acceptable faces I would print on toilet paper before I had to <laughs> I fucking hate them so much. Oh, they're terrible. Sublime too. Oh my god. They can both of those bands can lick so many balls. <laughs> and I know, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get a ton of. I, I would get a ton of shit if if people actually listened to to our podcast and listened like this far. They'd be like, what? Fucking Sublime's awesome. They have that one song about smoking weed. No one fucking cares. That's such a shitty, old, stupid song. And <laughs> fucking A, I hate that band. See, I'm the same way about Nirvana. I don't give a fuck. Nope. I, I liked some Nirvana because I, uh, that was like when I was uh, first starting, like back 13, 14 years old, you know, Nirvana was good to learn because it was like basic chord changes, learning rhythms, stuff like that. So it was stuff that I, I could play, so I did play it. So I, it, it kind of has like its own little, uh, own little significance to me. And some of the stuff I do like. I I, I did, but I just, did I hear cat. What the? <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. Holy That's shit. Like going on the mic, going hard on the mic. Which, which yeah. end of the cat was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the pink sock end. <laughs> um, another bassist is uh, Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam. Really not a huge fan of Pearl Jam at all. No. But that bassist was fucking solid. See, part of me, I feel like, I feel like Pearl Jam is great. Some of their stuff is. Uh, I, I have a hard time getting behind Eddie Vedder's vocals, but yeah. like if you if you listen instrumentally to to Pearl Jam, it's fucking awesome. Eddie Eddie Vedder did some did the, the album for Into the Wild, the movie, okay. and it's really good. It's it's surprisingly good. See, I, see like- I don't. I don't mind it. I'm, I don't listen to their shit, but like that stuff, I like. I just, I, don't, I, I feel like I missed the grunge thing. Well, like, you did because you were jizz. <laughs> <laughs> you were still bottom of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you know, like you end up listening to stuff that your parents listen to, and like my dad just never got into that at all. 
All right. Oh, he's still rocking Michael W. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, like, uh, he liked, like, my dad would be listening to, like, the Eagles, hmm. the Cars, 38 Special, like, all that, like, late, or, I don't even know, 80s radio rock stuff, you know? So, what is what is one band that you've taken from your parents? One band? Yeah. Like, something that you've you've listened to that you're like, oh, you know what? I kind of just listen to them now because, you know, it was ingrained to me as a child. I, I still like the, I like the Eagles a lot. I like Leonard Skinner a lot. Um, it's just, it's just pick and choose. Like, there's okay. a lot of that stuff that I just don't like at all. And I find with older music, like, if I'm actively listening to it, I don't, I don't really enjoy it that much. If it's in the <laughs> background, that's fine, but... Oh, yeah, if you can ignore it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, like, if it's on while you're doing something, while you're working in the garage or something is one thing, you know? Yeah. What about you, Ian? Uh, my mom listened to basically all, like, Christian stuff, so Your I really didn't get into that. Rock a lot. And obviously, <laughs> obviously... <laughs> uh, for obvious reasons, I have no idea what my dad listened to. <laughs> One time I visited my dad and he liked like Alice in Chains <laughs> and Metallica and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, mostly mostly Jailhouse Rock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you're such a fuck. <laughs> There's no fucking end. I don't know if my dad's ever been to jail. He, I think he did spend some time in the brig. I want to say, I want to say that he spent some time in the brig because he went AWOL. Oh, <laughs> Apparently, funny, funny thing. Uh, he was in. He was in my. He was from. He's from Colorado, and my grandparents were all. Or they lived in Milford. No, Mil, lived in Milford at the time. So my dad was in the military, in the army. <clears throat> If you ever if you ever meet him some for some fucking reason, uh, don't believe his stories because he'll tell you he was in Vietnam and shit, but he wasn't even old enough because uh, he's fucking insane. And I th- I think actually he has uh, I think he's uh, he might be schizophrenic. I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, he You're gonna was make in, me feel bad his, about my jokes. His sister is leave mad. So. Uh, he, my grandparents went to Colorado, drove out to Colorado to go visit him. And when they got out to Colorado, they realized that he was fucking AWOL. And he was back home. Hmm, and, really? and yeah, they got, my mom told me the story about it. When they got, when they got home, like, everybody was in their house. Like, my dad's buddies, my mom and stuff. And they were all, like, smoking pot and stuff like that. Not my mom, because... Mom just doesn't dig on that stuff, but oh, they're just they're just trying to make a little little Klukowski. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she said that they just everybody started like jumping out of second story windows and shit when they pulled up. <laughs> that is that in a hole is how much of a fucking asshole my dad is. <laughs> they're about to the dick. smush middles and make a make an Ian hey. <laughs> <laughs> and make a Jason. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But eventually, they would smush middles and make an Ian, too. Make an Ian. 
<laughs> a beautiful little Ian, a little baby boy. <laughs> Such a stalwart young gentleman for, uh, in spite of, in spite of that. <laughs> All right, so we got. I'm trying to think of a nice thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. Let me let me change the subject for everyone. Uh, mine was seal. My mom used to rock the shit out of seal. Uh, like when I was super young. Like getting ready to uh, like in the morning to go to school and shit. I'd always hear seal blasting. So that was that was my takeaway band, which I still I don't mind seal. I think he's got a lot of. A lot of control, a lot of power. He's a good singer. Crazy face. Does he sing any other songs other than had, Kiss for a Rose? He had lupus. Lupus? Yeah, that's why his face is all fucked up. Lupus yeah. burned him? <laughs> what? It's not a burn. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I don't know anything about lupus. <laughs> God. <laughs> he was the doctor in Halloween. <laughs> what? <laughs> was uh um uh, joke lost. <laughs> Candyman, Candyman. Okay. Well, he I, didn't have a messed up face, did he? I have no idea. Oh, that was a terrible fucking joke. It, Edit that, that was... out. <laughs> no, we're keeping that one. Finally, somebody else falls flat for a change. Yeah. <laughs> the flattest. That was horrible. That might have been racist. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I went to uh, Popstar the other night. Have you seen the previews for that? I've only seen one preview. Like it's it's a it's a big fucking movie, or so I've heard. But like I've only seen one preview for it, and that was like a month ago. Oh, it was great. Was it really good? uh, You should go to it. It's hilarious. Andy, Andy Sandberg. Yeah. Then I hate it. <laughs> I uh, somehow knew that you were going to hate Andy Samberg. Why? The dude's I just, hysterical. I yeah. Don't, I don't get it. You don't, don't get what? Humor? I just, yeah, I don't get it. I, no, I don't like to laugh, I guess. guess not. <laughs> I don't understand his, it's, uh, it's above me. Oh, dude. It was it's, a, like, it's like Mark Marin. Oh, no, that guy's just apparently, not funny. Apparently that guy's super funny in the, uh, in the comedian crowd, he's like the funniest, uh, like, powerhouse comedian. But I think his comedy just plain sucks. I've tried on two separate occasions to like listen to his stand up, and I just I don't understand it. And I feel like uh, his his comedy crowd is like a bunch of douchebags at an art museum, all standing around. Nobody knows what the heck they're looking at, but everybody's like, "Yeah, I I like it. It's expressive." Uh, it's good stuff. You know, I enjoy it. This piece has, you know, it has a, it conveys a lot of emotion. Like that's how his comedy is. Like he's, yeah. I, I just don't get the, I don't get the appeal of it. No. And like I've never me. listened to his podcast because his comedy's terrible. So I don't think I'm smart enough to like his comedy. That I might guess. be it. Like we said, we're not smart enough for art. A few episodes back, we're we're not smart enough for Mark Maron. Yeah, his show is really funny. The show on Netflix. Is it? What what show is his? Marin. Oh. Okay. It's uh, super dry, but it's fine. I enjoy it. I've never tried it. 
tried it. I never tried it. <laughs> he he actually got uh uh the president at his house to get yeah. on his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did hear about that. That's pretty crazy. He's got apparently one of the top podcasts, but enough about Mark Marin and his highbrow comedy. <laughs> oh, I listened to uh I was mowing the lawn yesterday and I was listening to JRE and he had Bobcat Goldthwait on again. And that dude is funny. Like I would never have expected him to be a just a funny, like level headed guy, but he's actually pretty hilarious on there. Yeah. I love what he talked about, um, uh, people talking about police academy, and he just wants to kill him. <laughs> yeah. like, I just want to cut open my stomach and pull my intestines out on their shoes. <laughs> but like, the whole time he's saying, it, I was like, "Shit!" If I ever saw him, I'd be like, "Dude, police academy." <clears throat> hey, hey, do the thing, the uh, do that thing. <laughs> Make that stupid voice. Did you did you guys see uh, Wolf Creek or not Wolf Creek? Um, his Bigfoot movie. Yeah, Willow Creek? Was that yeah, what it was called? Yeah, I heard it was really good. I watched it. It was it was scary. I thought right. oh, you're it's probably like the one, one of those atmospheric horror movies, you know, like Blair Witch or one of those. But I think those are scarier than you know, like the implied stuff is scarier to me than like some Pop stupid out. slasher movie or something like that. Dude. The new Friday the thirteenth game looks so good. Oh, I forgot to watch the trailer for that. Oh my god, Davis, did you watch it? No, I didn't. I was, it's it's straight up manhunt. I was busy being something. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like manhunt. It's like the, in that same like, and I forgot the game manhunt. He wears like the Jason where he's masking everything. I did not remember that either. So, uh, so you get yeah, to play wrong. murder. Maybe I'm totally wrong about that. I, I'm gonna go I with it. Is that the I'm premise? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, you just, I guess, walk around and you're Jason Voorhees. Huh. Can you guys sounds, hear that? Sounds... That just me? No, I hear, hear too. what? Stupid fucking noise yeah. that... Yeah. I think it's my mic. I don't, sure. I don't hear anything. That's fine. Chubbs, All if you right, don't yeah. hear it. Um, I can't buy any games because I'm saving up for a uh, new medical procedure. <laughs> to get... Are you getting uh, a reassignment? Quote, no, unquote, no, no. bug bites off your ass? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, the FDA has just approved a stomach-draining obesity treatment. What? Like uh, a, a colostomy bag? A new weight loss device offers a novel approach to cutting calories, draining them from the stomach before they are fully digested. What? So, wait, so wait, wait, wait. So you can eat whatever you want? Dude, it just... It's literally that Dr. Steve Brule video where he has the second stomach put in that he can pump full of junk food. Dude, I want that. I've heard about that. The Aspire Assist system consists of a thin tube implanted in the stomach connecting to an outside port on the skin of the belly. About 20 minutes after finishing a meal, user connects the port to an external device which drains some of the recently consumed food into the toilet. Oh, I can see. That's weird. That is intimidating shit for sure. It's connected to an inner tube, so it still gets the farty noise. (laughs) So, wait, I can see, like, massive complications from this. Why? So you you have 
something connected to your outside. It, it's a porthole, like you know, uh, you know it's, how they how they bash that <laughs> that hole into cows, so like you can like go in there and grab like all the grass as it's going through one of their four stomachs. What? It's kind of like that. Yeah. So you just have to. Oh. Chubbs so never heard of that. I never heard of that. Why would you want to reach into a cow's stomach and take the grass out? I have no fucking idea, man. But it's a thing. <laughs> just I to, shit you just not. Just to you... frustrate the cow, just to keep <laughs> him mowing your lawn indefinitely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, here's my take on this device. Um, number one, it makes you less fat, so that's that's a plus. Number two, uh, you could make your own hot dogs. Oh, <laughs> you just gotta. You just need like some little uh, natural skin casings, and you just hook it up to your bilge pump, and oh just my god, fill them up, tie them off, grill them, and eat them again. And if you think about it that way, it's a really ingenious idea. Everybody should want one, dude. This you could. Uh, it's gonna happen. No, no, it's it's approved. So I'm, I'm you really could concerned. eat like you know a whole crap load of pulled pork and some jalapenos and maybe a block of cheddar. And just cheddar worst. You have a direct port to your stomach. I'm I'm really concerned about the porn that's going to come out that's related to this. Oh, <laughs> oh! I didn't but, think about that. I mean, yeah, rule thirty-four, to, man. You have to constantly worry about <laughs> infection. No, I'm I'm sure they got that shit unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a hole in your fucking stomach. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a fucking terrible idea. Yeah, you put like a little, uh, you know, valve stem in there, cap it so, off when wait, you're not wait, using so, it, like so, a bike tire. So it doesn't like, it doesn't like sort out. So this is taking out good and bad stuff. Yeah. Because it's not sophisticated enough to just, just take out like bad stuff. No. So oh, yeah. just sucking nutrients from your body. It's just, yes. oh, I ate enough for four normal sized people. I'll just pump some of that garbage out. This is the most atrocious thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> really? Just get a gastric bypass and eat less. I because mean, that's effective. People eat unless you're Chris Christie. Yeah, exactly. People people eat right through those. They defeat the gastric bypass. <laughs> I just thought of that picture of Chris Christie pouring a small bag of M and M's into a big box of M and M's. Just. Didn't one of your family members out eat a gastric bypass? Yes. Ah. Yeah. I have a family member who beat it. Against all odds. That's an ex- they overcame. That's an expensive fuck up. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I get uh, like the, the gastric bypass is great for people. But just, I don't know. I guess just don't fucking explode it. I think if you if you put your mind to it. Gastric bypass isn't gonna slow you down. Yeah, you just gotta push that thing out one M M&M and M at a time. Oh my <laughs> god, I can't believe this. This is this was this is a thing. This is where we're at. Yeah. Don't yeah. cure disease. Cut holes in people's stomachs. Well, so they can shit out twice. You're just mad because you didn't think of it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, whoever did think of it is going to be filthy rich. Uh, whoever thought of it stole the idea from Dr. Steve, so I hope yeah, he gets yeah. a, a little bit of credit. 
That's <laughs> atrocious. Um, so this I don't know, whatever. I guess whatever helps. This got me googling like weird medical practices and I found this list on cracked.com of like just the weirdest medical stuff ever. Oh man, go through them. I want to hear these. Number 10 was pretty hilarious is children's soothing syrups. Is it grain alcohol? <laughs> no. No. It was like these it was like this this elixiry garbage that you gave your kids when you wanted them to shut up and go away. Also known as heroin. Yeah, I was going to say just pure morphine. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all. Yeah, One ounce was, of uh, Mrs. Winslow's thing. soothing syrup contains 65 milligrams of pure morphine. Oh. Oh, it does? Yeah. It really was pure morphine? Uh, a good portion of it. Oh. Um, At least 65%. It also sure. said that it contained uh, morphine sulfate chloroform, morphine hydrochloride, codeine, heroin, powdered opium, cannabis indica. Oh, my God. Sometimes Holy several of them shit. in combination. Dude, you would just be high as fuck yeah. for days. So I, these people will probably stopped using because they were pissed off that their kids were enjoying life too much. <laughs> <laughs> but they got a little concerned at week two when they're still staring at a wall. Yeah, yeah. Like, kid's so freaking lazy, just sits around and foams blood out his mouth all day. <laughs> Get to work, kid. Gosh. Um, number nine. The curative powers of mercury. Oh, yeah. That was big. Apparently, people just used to prescribe mercury for things. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you got a skin lesion or something like that, rub some mercury on it. Dude, <laughs> turpentine was one. Turpentine? Drink turpentine. You got a tummy ache? Drink some turpentine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that make that up too so, i might be making up some shit tonight uh oh <laughs> the, the, the cap on this article is like there was a silver lining though as it helped to fight the spread of stds mercury was used as a cure for syphilis and to its credit the cure usually resulted in one less person with syphilis <laughs> <laughs> good um for coughs they prescribed heroin yep well they prescribed I, heroin I and cocaine earlier for today and heroin was originally developed by Bayer. So that's kind of an interesting note. Yeah. Um, yeah. Turpentine and kerosene. <laughs> what? Were you mumbling over there? Turpentine and kerosene were you. He's trying to remember a recipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a tummy ache and I'll go to the gas station. <laughs> you know what would help this tummy ache? Heroin. Yeah. Caustic chemicals. I'm just going to forget about it for a day or two. Um, <laughs> number seven, electrical impotence cures. And these were basically like belts that shocked your junk into an erection. Oh. Man, it seems like those would be super useful nowadays for people. Uh, to me, hearing that, it seems like it would go the opposite direction. If someone's sparking up my dong, that thing's going to run and hide forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'll have an any. Probably, yeah, probably won't gorge itself with blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Te yeah, technically no. Just stand at attention when you're getting razzed with a bunch of volts. <laughs> All right, number um, six. <laughs> the, the, the ads for these are hilarious. This one's 
Dr. S Min, why are you weak? Dr. Sandin's electric belt and suspensory for weak men. And it's literally a belt with some electrodes around it and then like a noose for your wang that shocks it. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, number six was lobotomies. Yeah. I don't know if those were used That's to treat great. anything or just kind of a good way to make annoying family members go away. <laughs> was that... What what was that the uh, the old Egyptian practice? Is that trepidation? That's when they removed your brain. No, that's where they they added a porthole, uh, just so a dick so hole. the the pressure could get out. Oh, I, that's a Jeffrey Dahmer no. method. Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit different, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it was, I think it's called trepidation, isn't it? I have no idea. Sounds but, right. No, no, it's not. But that's uh, a, a a feeling of fear or agitation about something that may happen. It's trepidation. So what the fuck is it? I don't know, but you're not even close. <laughs> no. <clears throat> All right, you so keep going. I'll the keep The inventor of the lobotomy actually won a Nobel Prize in 1949 for the process. And for those of you not familiar with it, a lobotomy is basically where a doctor took a long steel ice pick sort of thing. He put it up to the little gland on the side of your eye, close to your nose, and he whacked it with a hammer like straight through that cavity right into the stem of your brain there and i don't know what it was prescribed as doing it just basically made you a vegetable but 70,000 people were lobotomized yeah it 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 just kind of uh knocked out like a like a little um a little part of your brain that made you function <laughs> it it just was like yeah hey, you're you're done yeah it's just <laughs> it's the most barbaric practice okay ever. so uh before we go on to what, what was that number two that was number six i can't i'm Lobotomy? not sure yeah i i'm uh my you computer screen is locked up, so you can't count. I think I think you said that was number two. Any rate, uh, trepanning. Trepanning. Yeah, that was the the practice of boring a hole in your head to to relieve the pressure of uh, you know whatever you had a headache back in ancient Egypt. They were going to just knock a hole in your head, so whatever that headache was. Is now a worse B yeah. an infection C you're gonna die uh, C fuck you I don't I don't remember but yeah <laughs> it's uh that was no good trepanning sorry so your shit still frozen Chubs uh yes all right I don't so know what's no, going on here I assume number one is the castration uh, is the having a super old ultra-orthodox Jew come to your house, cut oh. your baby's dick, and then suck it. The more... <laughs> and that goes on today. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Um, number five, urine therapy. Good. Uh, 
Let's see here. It's said to cure an endless list of ailments, promote good health if if drank. And it was applied to the skin. And yes, some even used it to give themselves a nice urine enema. There's uh, a there's an MMA fighter that drinks his own pee. Oh, God. Huh. He just wants to double check, make sure he didn't miss any nutrients or something. <laughs> yeah. Didn't want to miss some roids. Um, yeah, so that's one. Uh, bloodletting. That's a good one. You gotta let the bad blood out. Sure, That sure. killed, uh, George Washington because they, they led his blood too many times. Leoto Machida drinks his own piss every morning. Huh. For what? I don't know. So, he when he's, uh, when he's... <laughs> When he's wrestling somebody, they don't get the, uh, the inclination to give him a smooch. <laughs> <laughs> he just burps on him. Yeah. Uh, so with bloodletting, basically the theory was that the body was filled with four fluids. Blood, phlegm, yellow bile, and black bile, called humors, and that any imbalance in the four was the root of all illness. Apparently blood can be a bit of a space hog. Thus, <laughs> often some had to be bled out to make sure there was room for the other stuff, like bull phlegm and black bile, a.k.a. diarrhea. <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd rather get rid of the diarrhea than the blood. <laughs> Got too much blood. you got to get rid of some. Yeah. <laughs> my diarrhea levels are low. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never want to let think my blood out. That. Occasionally, I'll think I got too much diarrhea, but I've never thought I had too much blood. <laughs> um, number three is hardcore diet remedies, uh, which includes all sorts of things like amphetamines. Um, actually, people <laughs> people were eating p- capsules that were filled with dehydrated tapeworm eggs. Uh, just, just a whole slew of really, really bad ideas trying to lose weight. And it's soon to be added to the list, installing a porthole in your belly button to (laughs) let the food out. That was prevalent in the 90s, wasn't it, with, uh, um, models eating tapeworms? I I think think 90s is a little close. Maybe 80s? Maybe, but I I could be way off. I mean, I'm... I'm just saying that in my my own perspective of how can somebody in the 90s be that stupid, which <laughs> they very well could be. So I could be way off on that. You know? Yeah, who are, we, who are we talking about here? Me? I'm stupid, no, who, so I guess I don't know. No, no, who are we discussing who would eat these things? Oh, that was the 1920s and 30s. What, eating the tapeworms? Yeah. Eating oh, man, I was fucking eggs. way off. Yeah, you were. Now I feel, Number- now I feel pretty good. Yeah, quote-unquote numbers. <laughs> yeah, we know you're good at those. The best. Number two on the list is... Trepanation. Nice, nice. Way it's to call it. Fancy word for drilling holes in your head. Thank it's actually you. the oldest surgical procedure known to man as humans have been intentionally knocking holes in their skulls, dating back to the time of cavemen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was commonly used as treatment for seizures and migraines. 
did very little to help people's headaches, surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> Could. So. May, may have made it worse. Long story short, they don't do it anymore. Huh. Weird. And I had them pegged as a, an advanced society. Cavemen? <laughs> Ancient <laughs> Egyptians. Yeah. The aliens told them wrong. Not not Chads, but Egyptians. Right. <laughs> this last one. Uh, he, female hysteria cures. Um... Uh, it's basically for women who had a lot of mood swings and stuff like that. Doctors said it was a, a symptom of deadly, serious medical conditions. And uh, <laughs> so one of the big ways that they cured it was uh, a doctor administered vaginal massage until the woman achieved hysterical paroxysm. So basically, the doctor just finger banged them until they were in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that one—I'll I'll bet you that one's still in practice in certain uh, practices around the country. I'll bet you there's still a good list of doctors who who uh, administer vaginal massages. Yeah. Well, we already uh, we already talked about the one that. Administers uh, free facials. Yeah, his own massage. <laughs> Doctor Fapsworths. <laughs> yes, yes, that was his name. Hmm. Well, I hope you've all learned a lot this episode. It was a very informative one. Uh, you don't have to thank us, but you can. And uh, we probably better wrap this thing up. So. Thank you, folks, for tuning in. Uh, again, check us out on iTunes, Facebook, Podbean, wherever. And if you could, uh, subscribe, rate us on iTunes. That would help us out a lot. And I don't know. I guess that's that's it. Have a great week. Well, it's it's not it. I kind of want to... You I kinda, always, you always I come know. in with one final note. I know. <laughs> what do well, you want? It's always a good one. Yeah, I mean, we should say something about how much uh, that douchebag in Orlando sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I I don't I don't have all the details. Nobody has all the details. Um, the the details that we do have, it's fucking horrible. He's a piece of shit. Um, I I don't. I think there's any reason to to sugarcoat that at all because um, whatever ailments he he may have had uh, um, it, it doesn't justify his actions and it mm. sucks on on multiple levels uh, first that uh, you know it was done at a at a gay bar because um, you know the homosexual community is just now starting to get equal rights with everyone else, which they should have had forever. Um, so that that really sucks. Um, the fact that he he quoted it as being part of ISIS, which um, 
he was on the FBI watch list and was cleared, and he legally bought guns. Which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. You can be uh-huh. on a no-fly list and still buy firearms. Yep. Yeah, it seems like a big hole in the system that they need it, to it, close. It, it definitely does. Um, but, I mean, uh, everything about this just sucks. Um, there's, there's new evidence that's coming out every day. Uh, that you know he's been on on gay um, like apps before, and and some people were talking about, and this is speculation because you know he's he's dead, so no one's gonna know um, that it may have been a, a struggle with his own sexuality because of his religion. So now religion gets a bad knock. Um, so I mean, every part of this just sucks. Whatever way. Uh, you read about it, whatever angle is being taken on the editorial that you're reading about, it fucking sucks. And uh, I was listening to NPR yesterday when they were talking. They had an interview with a, a lady whose daughter, niece, and their friend was at the at the club. And they chose that place because it was it was three females. And they wanted to go someplace safe where they wouldn't be heckled and abused by, you know, shitty men uh, that were that were shady. So they went out and they had a fucking fabulous time with all these gay dudes that that treated them nicely because, you know, they're humans. Everyone's humans, and it, it went through the whole story about how the daughter was shot in the arm and. The friend of the daughter was shot once in each leg, and the niece was shot in the side. And, um, you know, the the daughter called her mom and said, someone's shooting up this place. Call the cops, call the cops, call the cops. Mom said, well, I can't do that because I'm on the phone. You know, let me let me call the cops. We're on our way. You know, they were like 30 miles out, and they, they just booked it there as fast as they could. And uh, this is going to be a really sad, shitty story, but uh, the girl, the daughter who ended up getting shot in the arm, it it nicked an artery, and she ended up bleeding out. She died. And, and you know, the mom was talking about that was the last conversation that she had was, was, I need to get off the phone so I can try to help you. And with all the chaos, they didn't know where she was. She didn't have her ID on her because she didn't have pockets. And all the three girls, they were in a stall where, where he ended up hiding out, you know, in the bathroom when they when they rushed it and and finally killed him. Um, but between the three of them, they were all, you know, tapping on each other's legs or squeezing each other's legs. They were all playing dead because they didn't want him to turn around and see. But the whole time, they were kind of like Morse coding back to each other to make sure they were all still still alive and it just uh that that was really fucking hard to handle like uh you know there's there's sandy hook which was fucking horrible but there's not there's not any uh story of it there's not like a a first-hand story of it to to put you in that position but once you actually hear about it it's just so fucking horrible and uh I, i don't know i guess i guess in closing 
there are a billion and a half different places to donate to help out the victims of Orlando. So uh, if you're listening to this, if you've gotten this far, um, if it, it pulled on my heartstrings, hopefully it'll pull on yours too. You know, find Red Cross, find, you know, GoFundMe, the Pulse Victims Fund, anything like that. If you could donate, if not, just be aware. Be aware of how much that person sucks. Be aware of how shitty that situation was. Uh, the the wife of the dude that said, yeah, I thought he was going to do something shitty and I didn't say anything about it. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Be good, people. Uh, just don't don't be an asshole. <laughs> this I guess is that's the best way to say that. Yeah. And, you know, there there's going to be a lot of... Um, this is going to take a lot of different directions politically in the next few months, you know, really. And I think before the politicians, I mean, they've already started galvanizing us towards any sort of compromise on the issue or anything like that. Like the, the, um, they've, we've already been quartered out into sides on this, on this issue. And I think, you know, the things to keep in mind are that, you know, a absolutely. If 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 somebody acts in a violent manner, and we all have been around people that have done something that has made us raise an eyebrow, and you know what, ninety percent of the time, it turns out to be nothing. They're fine, but guys, we we can't afford to to just sit and wait and see what happens because we don't want to start a controversy we don't want to say anything we don't want to start any drama with anybody or anything like that you know if you know someone who is abusing their spouse you got to say something if you know someone who is you know actively whether in person or online making threats about doing something violent to uh, an individual or a group of people you got to yeah. do something we race can't. or religion yeah i mean there's there's no excuse for it yeah a everyone's a fucking human you know and you know i think um there there isn't one particular thing that could have prevented this situation from happening i mean a lot of con a lot of attention is going to be diverted towards guns a lot of it's going to be diverted towards religion mental i mean this is going to go every which direction i think you know one thing to keep in mind you know as we we touch on politics a lot on this show and you know you have to realize that that you're listening to to three gun owners all three of us have concealed carry permits we're both you know you know all of us are are very active in in that lifestyle and community and stuff but guys there is a a level of responsibility that comes with with owning weapons with selling weapons and you know just be responsible. You know, if you want to continue to, uh, to to exercise those types of rights and stuff like that in the future, you know, whether you're a gun store owner or an individual selling something, man, if somebody seems sketchy, don't sell them anything. Like uh, this this idea that, you know, ah, well, you know, he was legally bought this gun and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's just the system or whatever. Guys, you can't can't be privy to that sort of stuff anymore. I think, um, you know, 
and like I said, we're we're already being portioned out into into sides on this on the, especially on the gun control issue before the debate hardly really even starts before we have all the facts on these things and everything. But I think some some you know personalities in the media have already you know proposed some common sense initiatives to change the way gun laws operate in our country and you know we, we can't get sucked into this this idea that like any new regulation is a total you know is going to lead to gun confiscation or yeah, anything like that breach like, of the constitution yeah all and of that polarizing crap that is that's just garbage it's we we need to rethink the way that our gun laws work in this country and that doesn't mean taking guns out of the hands of responsible people who aren't going to do anything but it does mean making it more difficult for people who are irresponsible who are are unstable or who you know may have you know popped up on a on a watch list or something at some point in the past making it harder for those people to get their hands on those kind of weapons so well, i'm oh, sorry go ahead. go ahead no you are I just think in the next couple of months, as people start rolling out the uh, the ideas on this and the and the rebuttals to those ideas, I think we all just need to keep a level head and be open-minded to something that might prevent a situation like this from occurring, or maybe just smaller instances, regular you know firearms-related you know crimes and things like that. Well, I yeah. think this is I know this is wildly unpopular in the gun owner world. But I think they need to get rid of the straw purchases. I, th I think they need to get rid of the the gun show. Purchases. Yeah, the loophole. Yeah, I, yep. I think it's ridiculous. It's there. Uh, I hate this because there should be background checks. I personally hate the government. I don't trust them. I don't like them, and I think we need less of it. Same here. But. I do think the the ease of buying uh, really, really powerful guns um, that you can commit these crimes with—it's too easy. I think well, we need to. I think we need to put tighter restrictions on it. Well, and we've had—you know—we have a federal no-fly list that keeps potentially dangerous people or people suspected of being potentially dangerous off of a plane and you know dangerous people have used planes as a weapon what a couple of times ever yeah you know like not to say that there's no danger there or anything like that but i mean it is few and far between the the likelihood of a terrorist or an extremist or some sort of nut job getting a, a semi-automatic rifle and doing something like happened in in orlando is is very likely I mean, uh, literally, the gun laws are so lax in our country that, you know, for instance, I bought a pistol off of a guy from a forum in a gas station parking lot a few months ago. No paperwork, no background check, no nothing. And you know what? It's perfectly legal. It, there was no law broken because that's, that's perfectly legal in Kansas where I'm at. And uh, that has got to change. That's it's, absurd. It's ridiculous. So we need a better way of, of classifying potentially threatening people. You know, we need a, a no-fly list for gun ownership. And 
you know, we need to do away with this this gun show loophole, no background checks, no paperwork, anything like that. Private exchange of, of firearms, you know, with no background check, no paperwork, anything like that. A lot of states already have regulations like that. In Michigan, for instance, in order to buy a pistol from another individual, you have to go through the sheriff's department. And you know what? I think a lot of, you know, anti-gun people would say, ah, they're not going to do that, or eh, that's, that's, that's nice in theory, but it's never going to happen. Dude, in Michigan, nobody is going to sell you a pistol unless you have your paperwork because nobody wants to be on the receiving end of a, of a you know, an FBI or an ATF knock on the door because someone committed a crime with their gun that's registered to them. Right. right. There is simple things that we can do that would prevent a lot of these kind of people from owning a firearm. Will it prevent all of them? No. And at the end of the day, you know, somebody who's, who's hell-bent on doing something like happened in Orlando they're probably still going to find a way to do it, right? Let's, let's, not, be, let's not be ignorant of, of the truth, right? If they're, if they're a destructive person that wants to hurt other people, they're going to find a way to do it, whether it's with a gun or a car or anything else. But that doesn't mean that we can't do some, take some simple steps that would prevent some of those situations from occurring. I'm good with that. And that's not only for people that want to hurt other people. That's for people that also want to hurt themselves. Absolutely. Well, ultimately, I think we should wrap this up because I think, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of new information is going to come out. Uh, There's going to be a lot of chatter, especially this happening so close to a, a presidential debate or presidential election. Oh, and they're just going to. Exploit oh, the shit out of it. Oh, it's going to be one side, one Sickening. polar opposite versus the other. Yeah. So, uh, me personally, what I what I take away from all of this is, fuck that dude. He's a piece of shit because he didn't have his act together. And ultimately, I want to put my focus on the people that were hurt by this. Um, I don't I don't want to give that guy any more attention than what he's already gotten for the the bullshit that he pulled. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my final word on this. And uh, I just want to say, be good to other people because that's, that should be bottom line. You know, we, we shouldn't have any type of, uh, racial, sexual, religious differences between two people because we're just people. So weirdo people fuck off. Uh, and yeah, this is Davis from three on the tree. And uh, that's all I got. All right. Thanks, folks. Have a great week. Thanks. Thanks.